1: Hey everyone, welcome to Web here on WebmasterRadio.fm. It is the twelfth of October, twenty seventeen. This is Jim Hedger from Digital Waves Media, Dave Davies from Beanstalk Internet Marketing, and uh, we got a uh, we got an interesting show for you all today. I'm calling this I'm calling this episode the Curious Case of the Russian Ad Buy. We have. Um, Facebook marketing expert Dennis Yu, he's going to be coming on in about 15 minutes. He's going to walk us through what went down, how it went down, how, um, I mean, not that we're recommending you do this at home, but how you can do this too. Um, And uh, how, well, to be straight up about it, how easily Facebook was used to subvert American democracy by, well, America's greatest rival, the Russians, do you, yeah, Dave, 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 do you remember when we were kids? How terrifying the Russians were. You know what? Every time this
2: is coming up lately, over the last couple of years, yeah, I am. I'm. I, you obviously are as well. I'm taken back to sort of my elementary school years. Um, you know, when the Cold War was still on, there was a big wall in Germany. Right, <laughs> that's that's the world you and I sort of grew our through our youth, and yeah, it's 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 reminding me a lot of that, but with a lot more technology on both sides
1: as, as I remember it correctly those jerk skis were gonna like blow us up
2: hmm yeah now they'll um, just influence elections but we'll talk more about that more we'll
1: about that in, uh, in about 15 to 20 minutes when we get Dennis on the line I am really looking forward to this and uh, and let's face it Dennis is just a fun guy to talk to
2: oh yeah no, this would be gonna, gonna be a great show either way like okay. regardless of what routes we're going with him I'm looking forward to a bunch of questions.
1: Next well, week, then. Well, I just want to make a quick announcement about next week's show. We have uh, the founder and uh, recent seller of Portent Interactive, Ian Lurie, coming on. And um, Ian just made a uh, presentation in Seattle on how to, um, well, how to nix Nazi websites using just good old SEO. So we're going to be talking about that next week, and I honestly can't believe we're spending two weeks talking about Russians and Nazis on Webcology. This is what the world's come to, Dave. I know. I know. Now, I want to hearken us back to a nicer time, a more innocent, a, uh, a better time, when, uh, when big, bald glutes of guys could get smashed, totally smashed, and stage possibly the best uh, public relations recovery I've ever seen. I'm talking about the eminence, the brilliance, the beauty of Big Wada. And Dave, do you know what I'm talking about? It, you know what? I, I saw
2: you post about it, and I'm like, okay, this is ringing a bell, but no, you you got
1: you to carry the story with me. Okay, this is one of those you had to be there to, 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 to get it situations but it's a story I love to tell and I, I am telling it with permission of the uh, of the protagonist mind you I got that permission years ago but nevertheless <laughs> still going with it so nine years ago uh, probably one of the one of the watershed the seminal SEO conferences SMX East uh, held in New York happened about nine years ago today that was the conference where, like where I talked Brandy into hiring me at Webmaster Radio, <laughs> uh, where Cindy Crum and Sh- and uh, Shannon Bell Poole um, first really made an impact in the uh, in the search marketing scene mm-hmm. And it's where Brett D. Payne introduced his spectacular self to the SEO community in probably the most audacious and brilliant way first there was the friday night when everybody got um what's the polite word for uh drunk (laughs) drunk everybody got (laughs) drunk like horribly drunk like like way too drunk so so drunk that our mothers would be ashamed of us drunk that's how drunk everybody got is that a good approximation of uh, of drinking that's that's a you you painted a good word picture there yeah Okay, so we lost track of Brett, and we found him, I think it was, um, could have been the Ritz-Carlton, but it could have been the Hilton's bathroom. Um, And he had gotten this really massive, um, well, it was a a massive uh, vase, and he'd emptied the vase out, took all the plants and stones out, and filled it full of water, and he was just hugging it on the bathroom floor. And so, you know, all of us got in there and started taking pictures, of course, because what are you going to do, right? Right. right. And uh, we helped Brett back to his room. This has got to be about, like, 2.30, 33 in the morning. We helped Brett back to his room. All of us go back to our rooms and thinking, like, okay, this, 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 this guy, this kid, he's done. He's done for the conference. We're, never gonna, we're not going to see him again, right? Right. Somehow. In the four or five hours he had to get himself back together again, this guy got, got a night's sleep, registered the domain Bigwada.com, and um, spent the rest of the, the day when he should have been trashed and hung over and basically nailed to the wall of his bathroom, mm-hmm. or you know maybe crouched in front of the, uh, the, the, the toilet of his, of his bathroom. He did a charity. For Ronald McDonald House, a charity effort under the, 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 the moniker Big Wada, because he had this big thing of water that he was, he was holding on to that all of us got pictures of. And he carried this on all day long all at the conference. Um, everybody was invited to throw money into his big water container. And at the Webmaster Radio after party, I'm sorry, at the, at the, the party that Webmaster Radio threw, the search bash, there was Brett with his uh, Big Wada jar. He raised hundreds and hundreds maybe thousands for one McDonald House that day, and I think he also won the admiration of uh, all the senior SEOs who were at that conference because nobody could bounce back like that but but he <laughs> did so Brett Payne nine years ago hats off to you buddy <laughs> that's that is pretty impressive and that is the story of Big Wada <laughs> Okay. it's funny because it wasn't me um all right <laughs> through that conference was named danny sullivan uh danny sullivan uh used to run third door media which knows you know as soon know it runs the smx conferences but he retired from third door media earlier this summer and you know everybody figured like daddy you know he's just entering his 50s he's a wealthy man he's uh you know, accomplished more than I think he intended to accomplish when he first wrote search engine watch like years and years and years ago. Mm-hmm. So, you know, we figured this is great Dan. He's going to go off, re- re- um, pursue his geeky pursuits, make star Wars models and appear at like, um, you know, fan fests everywhere dressed as a some star Wars officer. Right. Yeah. That was, that was a good prediction. A fairly safe prediction. Nobody predicted that Danny would get hired by Google to be basically their new liaison with the webmaster community. Yeah. What do you think of that? Uh, well, How cool is that? Like, like the guy who founded our industry is now in the position to explain Google back to our industry and, and also likely to explain our industry to Google.
2: Yeah. Well, you know what? I I, I get it. It's Google probably looked and went, you know what? You created all these buggers. You broke it. Now you have to come and help us fix it. <laughs> Set all these guys up. <laughs> teach them how to wreck our system. Yeah, you have to come in and and help us help us repair from, from the damage you've been doing for like twenty years now. Um, you know, and, and I say that assuming you know that we've got a you know cat and mouse kind of game and. You know what I'm going to call it? It's because it is a cat and mouse game, but nonetheless, I, I, you know, awesome. I think it's a great opportunity. There's a lot of people kind of making little, little digs at them, but it's probably one of the few people they could have hired where it's more or less friendly. How does the Kool-Aid taste kind of digs rather than, you know, any snideness because, you know, the the man's earned a a lot of respect from, from the community. It's one of the few people they could have hired that everybody's got to go. Yeah. no. Okay, he might actually do good there, right?
1: And I, I'm sure he will. I, and I, I hope he will. Um, just to, you know, a quick note. This is, this is not meant to be sound like a threat or anything at all, but, Danny, we're not going to love you as much as we do now. <laughs> like, <laughs> we're never going to love you as much as we do now. But we love you <laughs> so much. Please, tell us everything.
2: Yeah, and one of the things I think will be helpful is he does understand how to communicate with SEOs and webmasters, right? Like this is what he has spent the last 20 years doing. So finding that gap that that has been missing for a bit. Matt was pretty good at it. Uh, Matt Cutts for, for listeners who might not know what Matt I'm talking about here, but um, yeah, that's how old we are, Jim, that there's a lot of people who might not know Matt Cutts. Um, You know, he was pretty good, but but not always spot on. But I think Danny and and his you know decades of of experience in communicating search engine information to SEOs um, is you probably a good pick on their part as somebody to take the considerable information he's now got at his disposal um, and somehow make that palatable and, and understandable. Um, by not just you know advanced SEOs like probably most of our listeners and then I like to consider myself to be, but just business owners and and webmasters who just want to know how not to break things.
1: Yep. Do you think he's going to do a good job? Think he's going to? Uh, well, do you think he's going to be as open as we all hope he's going to be? No. <laughs> <laughs>
2: you know what? mean? the thing is, he's probably not going to be as open as he was hoping when he walked in that door on day one, and then immediately all the legal documents were set in front of him. (laughs) Yep. And all of a sudden, ah, okay, this is how it works. But I think he'll be as open as he could, as he can be. And you know what? And you don't, I don't, I don't blame Google for not telling us everything, because you know what happens when they tell us stuff is the first thing we do is go, oh, how can I use that? Right? <laughs> That's what happens every time if they if they tell us, go, you know, give us a little green bar, we're gonna start buying and selling links. Like, a, you know, there's it's going out of style. So I can't blame them for for keeping information, but it's finding a good way to present what we need to do. Right. And, and I think that's a delicate balancing act that sometimes goes missing. And, and sometimes it's our own fault. Where chasing these individual little. So, you know, Gary said this or Matt said that or whatever. It's great. You know, we do need to know that. And you can piece these together into strategy. But if you can, you know, get these bigger, overarching, I think that's where Daniel Wynn is painting that picture of this is what we need to do for content. This is you want featured snippets. OK, great. This is the end result that we're looking for here in 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 what content we would we would produce featured snippets out of so I, I think that's where he'll he'll sort of help he'll disseminate that information and turn it into something that actually is actionable on our part in a in a broader scope rather than just having to cherry pick these little offhand comments of gary stay state of search or or whatnot yeah absolutely
1: um, okay, we got a few more minutes to go before we're gonna before we uh, try to jump to Dennis. We haven't got him on the line yet, but we'll be having him on the line soon. We hope. Um, a uh, the chatter is real. There is a ranking algorithm. There is an an algorithm ranking update running out there somewhere. The question is, what kind of ranking algorithm update is it? Um, Dave, what do you reckon? There, there, like, there is most certainly an algo an algo update happening. Would you agree? It is, and I mean, I'm getting, I, I started seeing it, uh, well, I actually, I got a
2: notification of it, I think it was three days ago, my first one, you know, I subscribe to a bunch of the trackers that Google hates that tells us when things are going on, um, you know, like the Moz weather reports and, and things like that. Anyway, I started seeing my first alerts coming in, you know, Google's furious today. Oh, okay, well, something's going on. Um, yeah, and then Barry was able, sorry, Barry Schwartz, for, for our listeners who might not know him, Barry Schwartz over at Search Engine Roundtable, um, had, had, basically confirmed this, that yes, there is, and that it does have to do with mobile, but it's on a small scale, like on the mobile first index, small scale, another document, I'm sure you read it, or or another piece um, today, where people are seeing changes in rankings, but only on mobile, not on desktop. Um, So something's definitely underway. What I'm, of course, interested or finding curious is why, why? Right, like I, I, I why would you now just be testing a ranking change on mobile if you're trying to make a mobile first? Should you almost not be testing it on both? um you know, to see how how it you know functions for people on desktop? Or maybe this is just an earlier testing and let's make sure it works. Let's make sure the mobile first index works for mobile first. And then if that happens, start testing it on desktop. I, I'm not sure but there's definitely something going on. I've only had a chance to spot check since I read this story earlier today. Um, and I hadn't seen anything dramatic among any of the clients that I just instinctively, you know, there's probably 20 que- uh, queries I, I dumped in. Um, just looking at, you know, some clients that I monitor on a regular basis where I would notice a position or two change. Nothing really substantial um, that I was noticing, but it is a very small scale test right now. That And they've said that, Google said that. So it's a small scale. So it, it's, it's not hitting any major travel phrases. I'll say that. <laughs> <laughs> that I know, no major travel or, or, or software developmental phrases. Cause those are, are the ones that I, I jumped in there with, but, um, it, it's, it's definitely, there's, there's a lot of chatter at, uh, at webmaster world. Um, and it has been confirmed by Google. So we've got something coming, something related to mobile. And, uh, it is, it's definitely, if you are impacted, it's clearly big cause the chatter is high. I just haven't had a chance to, to spot it. Um, Specifically uh, affecting our clients.
1: Well, last week we reported that there was a uh, algorithm update that was uh, that was happening, but it was only going to be seen by a limited number of Google users. Mm-hmm. Remember, they were they were testing out a uh, mobile first index, but only with um with I guess a pre approved list of of beta testers. Mm-hmm. It's possible that they just removed the filter, and now it's going to. Uh, to everybody or to a certain segment, say Americans um, or people on the West Coast or whatever. Um, but yeah, I'm surprised that it wouldn't be uh, that it wouldn't be tested in the natural ecosystem as well.
2: You know what? You, you just made me think of something interesting and then had this nostalgia. So I'm going to take you back in time because you said maybe just impacting the West Coast. And all I could think of is uh, McDar, where are you? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, for our listeners who don't remember, there used to be different you used to collect your results from different data centers and depending on your location and 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 google updates it was called the google dance happened about once every four to six weeks and you could i'm sure jim you remember you could watch it happen you would mcdar just had little frames of different googles and it would launch your query into different ones you could watch Uh, yeah as results change um, you know, across multiple data centers and sort of propagate. It was it was an interesting, interesting time, and you made me nostalgic for it because I'm like, oh yeah, that'd be neat to like, okay, what's going on on the West Coast right now? I just have one place to check multiple data centers
1: like uh, like we could back then, but uh, it's gone now. It's gone now. Speaking of, we got to be gone for a few minutes. Uh, we got to take a break here on Webcology on webmasterradio.fm. We're still trying to reach Dennis U. He's not on the line yet. It'll- live radio is like walking a tightrope that's like made basically of razor blades um, <laughs> but we will keep trying to get them on behalf of Dave Davis from Beats Talk Internet Marketing this is Jim Hedger from Digital Ways Media you're listening to Webcology on webmasterradio.fm on the 12th of October 2017 and we're going to be back after these messages
0: sit tight and don't move Webcology we'll be back after this short break energize your search engine education from 101 to rock star level only on webmasterradio.fm we're everywhere commercials off Now back to Webcology, only on WebmasterRadio.fm. Here are the hosts, Jim Hedger and Dave Davies.
1: everyone so sorry about that welcome back to uh on webma- to web college webmasterradio.fm it is the 12th of october 2017 and we're still trying to raise dennis that was me trying to speak on a uh, muted mic for, <laughs> for <about> 30 seconds <laughs> sorry about that guys um, i've been so concerned about trying to uh, trying to raise dennis i didn't want a, i didn't want you the listeners to hear my head banging off my desk um, okay, we're going to keep trying to ping Dennis He's around somewhere, he'll be on soon, no doubt um, Did you catch the piece that uh, Larry Kim wrote in Medium the other day, Dave?
2: I, you know what, I just uh, saw Rand had shared it earlier uh, Earlier today was the first time I had seen it uh, I'll let you take the story, but I, I will say it, it made me sad how easy this was but but tell our audience what what did larry test and this was a, a really brilliant
1: idea for him to test i thought and this this was published yesterday after we'd after we'd made arrange arrangements with uh, with dennis to come on to talk about pretty much the same thing um and as you know as listeners will remember will, will remember larry kim is also a facebook marketing expert mm-hmm. we had him on uh webcology what uh about six months ago Yeah, that sounds about right. For a wide-ranging interview. Um, Larry decided to find out for himself how difficult it would be to um, write fake ads, create fake news, and then propagate it. So he ran an experiment. And just to flash ahead to the end so that y'all know how it works out. He writes this completely fake news story that was obviously fake. He wrote it so that people would be able to see it was obviously fake. And he spent just over $50 and he propagated this completely and completely obviously fake news article. Got responses on it. Got people who were outraged on it. Uh, Got a whole bunch of subscribers to his uh, Citizens News Network's fake news website. And again, for the low, low cost of 50, I think it was $58. He was able to drive thousands of Facebook engagements. As a matter of fact, it cost him an average of 23 cents per Facebook engagement. Um, I'm sorry, 23 cents to drive hundreds of engagements. My mistake. An average of 23 cents to drive hundreds of Facebook engagements, clicks, likes, comments, shares... And every time he would, every time he would do this, he would boost his post. He would go to thousands of people, and they themselves would send it to hundreds or thousands of other people. And the uh, the article claimed that Donald or that George Soros, a um, 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 uh, Hungarian financier, George Soros. Was paying protesters about three thousand five hundred dollars to protest against Donald Trump. Um, <laughs> it's uh, hard to fathom how people can, can 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 believe this to begin with, but for less than sixty dollars, for fifty eight dollars he put this story in the news feeds of thousands and thousands and thousands of people who who in turn put the story in the news feeds of thousands of other people. And this is how... um, Well, this is how fake news propagates. Now, there's a a story that this this kind of reminded me of that uh, has come out recently. And it was... um, a story that uh, readers or listeners one might remember from back in the springtime: um, about a hundred ar- uh, right-wing, armed right-wing demonstrators gathered around the Is- Islamic uh, Dawah Center in downtown Houston, um, marching under a "Stop the Islamization." Islam- of Texas now it was an embarrassing thing to see armed Americans standing in front of a mosque protesting against the terrified people inside who are also Americans Mm -hmm. but it's even more embarrassing to find out that this demonstration was organized by Russian fake news agents. <laughs> so you have a whole bunch of right-wing American like nuts doing the bidding of their greatest political rival, an ideological rival, Russia. The same people who America was so proud of beating in a Cold War that almost blew the rest of us up. And now, these are the same people who told me when I was a kid, if I didn't like it, I could move to Russia. When I complained about the absurdity of, of, uh, well, their worldview. And uh, now they're following the Russian lead. They're following stories that are manipulated by Russian hackers. These aren't actually even hackers. (laughs) These are just people putting content on the web and using Facebook's tools the way Facebook's tools were meant to be used.
2: Oh yeah. No, it's not a hack. It's just, <laughs> well, yes. as, as we saw with, with Larry, um, and, and, and Larry's test here, what I can't help but think, and I, I'm going to move us away from, from the political angle for just a sec. If you could talk, appreciate it. Talk, talk a bit <laughs> about, about marketing. Um, you know, we, we often think of, of marketing opportunities and these the enormous cost of content, the enormous effort of traction, the enormous you know, all of these things we think of as overwhelmed, right? You read any any, you know, search engine journal, search engine land piece on, on content, attend any conferences, see these things. It's always this uphill battle to create this great thing. Um and when I was Reading this, I couldn't help but think, and I was remembering something Greg Jarboe had had said, um, and he was talking about video marketing, and it reminded me of this. And, and this is another good example of it, where I was like, you know, what do you say? And I, I was interviewing him like, for our show, actually, probably about a year year and a half ago now. Um, and I had asked him, "What do you do to people who who say I don't have you know the the money to create video?" Um, and he had said, "Well, if you have a phone, then you're lying." <laughs> like, you you have it um, which is 100 percent true i have a client who does uh, property management in, in north carolina it was snowing on a on a gorgeous beach here that never happens he stopped did a 360 degree video got over a million views just just a million because he thought to stop took a minute with his phone got that so yeah you can do that and i couldn't help but think here what are we talking about um, or, or was reminded of it. Here we have Larry. You can write his own content. Okay, maybe you need to hire a content writer to to write something like this, right? It, what, what's that going to cost you? Maybe, you know. Hopefully, you can do it yourself because you're a marketer. That's why you're listening. If not, you could probably get a decent piece done for for let's say a few hundred dollars. He's invested. What did you say? Fifty eight dollars um, in in Facebook. Um, you know, budget right now. He started with a good idea. I'm going to run this test. Well, I'm looking at the the numbers right now that post on medium has one point or 1,000 over 1,900 Facebook engagements itself. This is not the one he paid for, right? For clarification, this is his article on it. Mm -hmm. Um, So we're dealing with almost 2000 Facebook engagements, 29 LinkedIn shares, 169 Twitter shares. These are just the stats right now, like a day later. Um, You know, and I just engaged with it earlier. So let's say beginning to end, if he couldn't write it himself, We're dealing with like maybe a few hundred bucks. And if you can take the time to to write some content yourself, you know, you're dealing with 58 bucks for for a great piece and and this kind of traction, you're going to have to write two pieces. Right. But all all I mean by this is what I'm reminded of when I see something like this is all you need is a good idea and and a way to test it when it comes to content, because we had just a good idea. That's all it took them was, Hey, we keep talking about these, you know, fake news scandals. We keep talking about the Russian hacker. Well, like, as, I guess we have quote unquote hackers, right? Or like, whatever. We we keep talking about these things. Hey, why don't I test this out and, and see what I can do with it and then write about it? And that thing's got social traction, like nobody's business. And hey, just as, you know, a, a point of reference, Gary at, uh, uh, was it uh, the conference? Just, oh, sorry, this is Gary Eyes. Um, that I'm referring to here was just saying a few days ago that, um, they are looking at and and it's social signals, but not votes, but basically your, your reputation online, not just links, um, as, as a reinforcer for your brand and, and for your site as a whole. So, Hey, he's, you know, I mean, basically Larry's doing this over on medium through his social shares, getting some, some added SEO benefit, according, if we want to trust what Gary's saying, um, over at state of search. And really, it cost them nothing but a good idea. So I think that's a a great lesson for us as marketers and a great thing for us to remember is if there's something we're talking about in the news, if there's something that's really interesting, if you have a unique way to test or a unique twist um, on something that's going on, especially a hot topic like, you know, fake news in, in Facebook take, would it probably take him like a day to run this test in, in, yeah. in real time? And and he got just massive, massive impact on it and it's still growing behind him. And I've probably spent the last 10 minutes talking about Larry Kim and his article and the good <laughs> marketing mind that went behind doing it, right? Like it's, wow. it's I, I think that's part of what we can take away is, yeah, come up with a good content. It doesn't actually need to be some brilliant, well, it was brilliant, but it doesn't need to be some enormously time consuming multi thousand dollar piece, it can just be a really good idea deployed and, and, properly.
1: And Larry is brilliant. Like like yeah. of course he knew while writing this this was going this is marketing gold. But yeah. let's talk about another guy who was uh you know also also a pretty successful fellow his name Mark Zuckerberg. <laughs> Uh, CEO of Facebook on November tenth, twenty sixteen. This is, I guess, just in the uh, immediate post mortem of the of the, the shock of the American election. Uh, Mark Zuckerberg said, personally, I think the idea that fake news on Facebook, of which it's a very small amount of content, influenced the election in any any way. So he was trying to suggest that fake news didn't really have a uh, influence on the uh, on the election. Right. Um, He thinks it's a pretty, he thought it was a pretty crazy idea. Check this out. Wisconsin has 10 electoral votes. Michigan, 16. Pennsylvania, 20. Okay? Mm Mm-hmm. Margin of victory in each of these states, Wisconsin, 44,000. Michigan, about 11,000. Pennsylvania, about 23,000. Okay? Mm Mm-hmm. The amount of money to reach um, and engage those people would have cost, this is an estimate of of the Russian ad spend, $153.76 to reach 2,970,733 voters in Wisconsin. $37.14 to reach out to uh, the voters in Michigan, and about $78.92 to reach the uh, voters in Pennsylvania. If you want to go on a cost per engagement, slightly higher. Wisconsin, $711. Michigan, $172. Pennsylvania, three hundred and sixty-five dollars. The point being, for less than twelve hundred dollars, twelve hundred, one thousand, two hundred. The American elections cost billions for each party to run. Mm-hmm. For less than twelve hundred dollars, yeah. Russia bought the results in Wisconsin, Michigan, and Pennsylvania. Yeah, and I no, I say, know that's it's crazy. If I was one of those Koch brothers. <laughs> I'd be wondering why I spent my money. it reminds me of that old joke. you know, like uh, there's, this, there's this American and a, uh, and a uh, Soviet astronaut standing side by side. and the American's bragging to the Russian about how uh, they created this wonderful instrument, this pen that writes in zero gravity. The Russian looked completely unimpressed, turns to the American and says, "Huh, It you three million to make pen. We use pencil." Okay, on that, we got to take a break here on Webcology. We are still trying to get a hold of Dennis Yu. Um, we're going to take a break and try to get a hold of Dennis some more. So, on behalf of Dave Davies from BeatSock Internet Marketing, this is Jim Hatcher from Digital Always Media. It's the 12th of October 2017. You're listening to Webcology on WebmasterRadio.fm, and we are back after these messages.
0: Marijuana! Tight and don't move. Web Collage. We'll be back after this short break. Oh, fm just getting
2: your feet wet on the
0: internet then dive into our stream webmasterradio.fm we're the coolest place around webmasterradio.fm we're everywhere Off Now back to Webcology, only on WebmasterRadio.fm. Here are the hosts, Jim Hedger and Dave Davies.
1: Hey everyone, welcome back to Webcology here on WebmasterRadio.fm. It's uh, the 12th of October, 2017, and I think our... Uh, one of our, our, our poor producers is giving up on trying to get a hold of Dennis. I've been sitting there dialing the phone, hitting Facebook, hitting Twitter. Um, so sorry, audience. We really thought we were bringing uh, Dennis Yu in, but I uh, guess, guess we're not. <laughs> Dave, we got about 10 minutes, 15 minutes left in the show. Um, where do we want to go?
2: Well, let's see. We can go to, well, you know what? There's, there's a, a subject that, uh, that I'm interested in, uh, that I was going to wait, uh, for, for Dennis, but, uh, you know what, if, if he can't come on, then I, I'm just jumping on this one. Now, um, there was a interesting piece over on search engine journal, uh, from a couple days ago by Matt Southern, um, over there who I'm sure, you know, too, um, Facebook news Feed is going to be providing addition. It's just timely because we're talking about fake news, um, Facebook newsfeed to provide additional information about article sources. Now I couldn't duplicate, um, what was being seen at the time, but you can sort of clearly see what's coming. And basically, um, when an article is shared, it'll have a little I like a, like the letter I like a little italic I in a, in a circle. Um, over, you know, place. I'm. Picture is worth a thousand words. If I could put a picture over a podcast, I would right now. But anyway, it's really obvious where it is, um, and yeah. when you hover over it, it then tells you more about the source, drawn from part from Wikipedia, part from you know, just other stories that they found from them um, that have been shared, that sort of thing. Like basically, just supplemental information on that source. Um, so clearly, Facebook is trying to respond now fairly quickly, but I I find it ironic given the earlier sentiments, but in his defense, you know, he he may not have Mr. Zuckerberg may not have known at the time exactly how big it, (laughs) it was. He may not have known what to look for until they knew it was there to find for sure. Um, but anyway, they're, they're clearly reacting. Um, I'd see if anybody wants to see what's coming in advance, um, you can just go over to Search Engine Journal. There's an article from the 10th um, by Matt. It actually has pictures in it as to, as to what this will appear like. Um, and I, I do think it's a, it's a great move on Facebook's
1: part. Um, now, what I want to know is how are they verifying what's real and what isn't real? <laughs> um what, what was is it algorithmic are there live editors involved
2: yeah you know what and that's I think what we're gonna get is a is a bit of an evolution this is just my I, mean, I I'm guessing here so folks in the audience don't jump on on anything I'm saying here right now um, but I have a feeling what we're gonna see is is a bit of a, an evolution of what's there similar to what we see with I don't know local layouts in Google right um, where essentially right now what they're displaying is here's just a little, um, a little blurb up at the top drawn from Wikipedia on what the associated press to use their example is. And then just some related articles. I suspect we're going to start to see a a bit of change in that, right? Like as they toy around with what things signal to us, whether a a source is trustworthy or not. Um, but I, I think so far, this is a step in the right direction and, for some people, I think not necessarily all, but for some people, I think if you were able to look even at what they've got now, it would make sense. Okay, I've got a quick blurb about what's there from it's Wikipedia. I mean, it can be it can be gamed, but it's not easily gamed for the types of properties that we're talking about here, um, and a few related articles. And I I can easily think of cases where yes, if it was a, a fake news source, if it had been. Um, Larry's, to use Larry's example, where you just built this fake news source, there wouldn't be any related, right? Like it, it, it'll sort of start to kibosh. Or I can think of lots of cases where something looked kind of right. Um, and then I read the, you know, reading the title, it was like, and, you know, we all get sort of looped into those where you get a little outrage just reading the title of something. And then you actually look at the source and you look at some of their other posts and you're like, oh, no, you're just wearing a tinfoil hat here. <laughs> like, and so showing those other related posts can sometimes be a decent trigger, and you're going, oh, no, okay, I can see from these other posts, you're just a little bit crazy, right, or whatever. Um, so, or, or, you know, you're obviously, this is not, not a neutral source, You're, right. and, and that's fine, not everybody needs to be a neutral source, I go often to biased sources. Um, you know, um, generally, as with everybody, I go to sources biased to me, but it'll be good to see, you know, in that list. OK, you're obviously biased towards what I'm leaning or you're biased towards, um, you know, a, a different argument. But at least I'll know what I'm seeing by all these related articles. So Either way, I think it's clear they're trying to make the moves forward. And I think that's inherently a good thing. But I think we'll see some some evolution in how that gets displayed, um, you know,
1: over time. Well I really hope so i mean we 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 heard those stories about the uh that there's a small town in um in Croatia where um I guess the, the, some 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 local kids uh, made off like bandits from uh, the money they made running fake news over Facebook with AdWords advertising tag to them. mm these kids like made thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars. And in the local economy, that thousands and thousands and thousands, it's like tens of thousands. Um, and at uh, the beginning, like I think most, most, and you know, here's the funny thing most of the people who write fake news, they, they know that they, they know. I mean, they're making, they know they're making it up. Yeah. They don't care yeah. because they're making whack loads of money. Yeah, I really wish we could get someone like Mark Zuckerberg on the show because I'd like to ask him a simple question. Um, you know, back in back in the dorm at Harvard, before you knew you were going to make billions of dollars, be one of the richest people on earth, if you knew that your invention was going to subvert democracy and, you know, possibly um, create conditions that lead to nuclear war, Would you make it? You'll still get your billions, but would you make it? Right. You know? I'd love to ask that question. To see if they even entertain that kind of question seriously. You know, if he's at a point where he's ready to take responsibility for the, well, basically the Frankenstein's monster that, that social media has become.
2: Yeah, although you pose that question and it becomes an interesting question where he may counter and and sort of rightfully so go, you know, yes, I would still make it, but since I've traveled back in time, man, do I know a lot of stuff now I would build into that (laughs) cake, right? And that may be, you know, in a legitimate, like, oh, okay, that's how that's done, right? Like, oh, that's how we can be abused. you know, and I think it'll be interesting to see what happens at the next election. Did they really learn? Right. And there will be telltale signs and in, in ways to see this go. And now I think we'll actually start getting into what you and I recall. You know, we're sort of putting air quotes around the word hack. But I think next time, that's what we're going to see. Right. Like, clearly, they'll start, you know, stopping money from moving in, in certain ways, like the way it happened last time that won't happen that way next time. Um You know, I think that's where we'll start to see uh, a little more, um, you know, sort of hacking of systems. And it probably won't be Facebook who's hacked. It'll be hacked through, you know, I'm referring to hacked loosely here, but like coming in through American accounts, you know, just done differently uh, to try and bypass the filters that, you know, Facebook's going to be putting up to try and avoid that next time. Because let's be honest. Yeah, they made some money. (laughs) but They did not make enough money to be worth the hassle that they're now dealing with. Right. I mean, you were tossing out some numbers. It was pretty cheap. It's, it's not worth um, even the
1: talk that they're having to, to put out there and, and the lawyers are having to put on it. So, um, oh, absolutely. And uh, I mean, like, let's face it, you get like twelve hundred dollars from Russian hackers. But you set things up so that the uh, clueless president of the United States gets into a nuclear war with Korea. And suddenly you got nowhere to spend that that thousand bucks right? because like, they blew up the in and out burger. Right. What are you going to do? It's self defeating. <laughs> I honestly, it's, 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 we, we have a problem that was patently obvious 10, 15 years ago at the beginning of this whole roller coaster ride. But we thought, honest to goodness, I, I, I remember pointing this, this, this problem of like no more gatekeepers means you could subvert anything. You remember, remember Lyndon Ancliffe? Yes. Okay. Now, Lyndon is one of my favorite people in the world, and I was yeah. so pissed off at him at one time. But he was honestly, I, this guy's <laughs> imagination is incredible. He's Lyndon is the uh, SEO. He's uh, in Cornwall, Cornwall in England. Um, wrote a story for Money. Money.co.uk, a yeah. fairly prestigious uh, magazine. Yeah. Um, and this was a story that got uh, a story that got picked up by um, editors around the world and republished over and over and over and over again mm-hmm. and it was a story of uh, two ten year olds who stole one of them stole their father's uh, credit card and they went and bought Xbox games and then uh, i guess um, rented the services of a couple of prostitutes using using dad's uh, credit card mm-hmm Story was completely fake, 100% fake, not real, never happened. But it was a perfect news of the weird story. And so editors looking to fill space picked it up and propagated it from uh, here to Timbuktu and back again. It was one of the first examples of a known bogus news story becoming one of the hits of the day. And, you know, Lyndon uh, Lyndon, uh, actually lost that client, I believe, because, you know, it was very embarrassing for money.co.uk, but he got them so many links. (laughs) Like, (laughs) seriously, so many links. (laughs) Ray, that's a (laughs) catch-22 there. Um, When that story happened, thinking to myself how dangerous this is, how incredible, like, this 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 terrible tool. And I hope nobody catches on that they can actually do this. Right, and of course. The,
2: uh-huh. <laughs> um, speaking of things catching on, now do you remember once upon a time the videos? That, second time i mentioned them in a show, uh, the Mat cuts used to do the webmaster yes. Q and A. Yeah, I used to answer questions. Uh, well, for our for our listeners who miss those Q and As. It won't be with Matt Cutts, um, but if you head over to Search Engine Journal, um, you'll have to scroll down because it was it was news from the ninth, and it'll just provide the link, which is way easier than me actually reading out the link because it's a nightmare of a link. Um, there's a news story, a game by Matt Southern. Uh, Google wants your SEO questions for a series of Q&A videos, so it'll take you to a link where you can post your questions, and it looks like Google's coming back at it and is going to be producing uh, the, the the more short form videos to answer specific common questions they get asked as opposed to uh, John's hangouts where he just basically goes on for an hour answering in real time. These will be more structured. It uh, seems akin to uh, what Matt cuts used to do. Um, so if you have any burning questions um, and I assume that they want real ones that maybe they could answer and help webmasters, <laughs> um, you know, if you have some real questions at Google, go post them. I know I'm coming up with a few of my own and, uh, um, yeah, you know, I just want to make sure that they haven't been
1: answered before I post them. Well, <laughs> yeah. Its not something knows? that came up in the last couple of weeks. Maybe you can get danny Danny Sullivan to say your name., <laughs> hey, there you go. There you go. Uh, but i'm I'm glad they're I'm glad they're back. I do really respect
2: what John's able to do and that he does it um in that real time. he's he's wrong sometimes, he's right sometimes, but he's answering them in real time, so I I forgive that he's given the best information he has available that he feels he can release Um, these, I think, will start to get a little more in-depth information out of them um, in this case, because they can vet it before it goes live, so I think it'll give the opportunity to not have to hold back quite so much because they'll know how much they need to hold back and and can be a little more forthcoming which is, I think, what we appreciated about Matt's other than his impression of a T-Rex (laughs)
1: <laughs> dinosaur hands I'm always going to remember that okay we've done it we made it through another hour uh, an hour without our guest um, again listeners so sorry we pulled a bait and switch on you we pulled a fake we didn't mean to it's ironic because we were going to talk about fake news <laughs> quite a bit and I put out a whole bunch of fake releases by mistake but you know not that I'm angry about this or anything <laughs> For what it's worth, I've already spoken to his lawyer. i, I did, That's true, too, by the way. Um, um, it happens to be one of our announcers, happens to be. Uh, but that's another thing altogether. Friends, you've been listening to Webcology on WebmasterRadio.fm on the 12th of October, 2017. Uh, this is a rather pissed Jim Hedger from Digital Always Media. And. Um, Uh, a sanguine Dave Davies from Beats uh, Net Marketing stick around next week we are honestly goodness I swear it's going to happen if not I will will do something offensive with scissors to my tongue or something but we will have Ian Lurie on next week it's going to happen for real Um, until then stick around Webmaster Radio some good content coming up after the SERPs and uh, we will talk to you next week